I requested a meeting. We need to have a meeting. I have a bunch of points that I want to work on with okay. you. And um, you requested a meeting with me. Yeah, I sent you an email. Oh, okay. And I. Um, what did I say? And should I look at it right now? I reached for my phone. Where is it? Uh, it's right there. <laughs> oh yeah, you're recording with it. So we are outside again. I didn't answer the question. Sorry. It's okay. Let it go. What question? Well, what did you say? <laughs> Requested a meeting. You said. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You Talk. want me to take over this? Know what this reminds me of? What? That meme. Uh huh. With the guy walking with his girlfriend uh -huh. and turning around and what we used to call ogling um, some other woman walking the other way, yeah. like ogling her um, body parts. And then they like bifurcated and they post it. And it reminds me of the picture of Zephyr the cat that you did where he's in his office uh -huh. and there's a picture and a picture. But that's what this conversation so suddenly reminded me of the verbal version of that whole meme set. Doesn't it I'm having I'm having a weird day. Okay, tell us about that and, and the memes. I will, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna play you a song that I wrote um, that's called Midi Kitty, but really it's just about acting strange and feeling strange, and it's something I wrote during the pandemic. Um, and this this sort of sets my mood up, so I'm just gonna jump right in and and present to you uh, Midi Kitty parentheses. You are acting strange today. I have a couple comments and one is last week's show that was episode 11, 11. Yay. Um, Paul's comment to us was you know it seemed like both of you were stoned and if you were that's okay we should like do a show about that huh so we weren't I wasn't I don't I yeah. haven't I wasn't. Not I that do. there's anything wrong with that, and it's legal, but it's no. just not my cup of tea. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tea. Um, and I went back and looked at it, and I was like, I could see where he said that totally. I was like so relaxed, like loosey goosey relaxed, yeah, yeah. that I could see where he would say that, and I. I think maybe I was a little silly, but I think I'm often silly. I think it maybe does. Silly is good. However, it comes across. 
but I did notice that I had it. I I took a pause from drinking. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't say it because I don't like to jinx sure. those things. Because as soon as you how say long? it, you start running for a drink. How long of a pause? Um, a couple weeks. Oh, well, ten days actually. That's good. I didn't know this. I just this, this we went we went out. No, it wasn't you. It was with pe- people. <laughs> we went out with people, and we went to the restaurant, and um, we went to La Conda Portofino, and we sat down with these friends who were vaccinated, and um, I, you know, I wouldn't hug anybody because um, you don't like them. I do like them. We had really, we had a great time, and they, and and um, the wait person came over and and said. Uh, the usual Multipucciana um, di Abruzzo And I said none for me tonight Thank Whoa, you it just came out like that Did you go into that dinner planning to or not to drink? I knew I didn't want to drink You made the choice beforehand I made the, dinner, I made the yeah. choice days ahead I just decided to take a pause Yeah How you feeling? Um, so when we did that show Show 11 I hadn't had any wine Interesting. I don't often drink vodka, although I like it. I just, you know, wine's easy and it's not heavy duty. And it, anyway, and when we did the show, I was sans alcohol, and I looked at the show after I got that note from Paul, and I was like, oh yeah, I do look. Like this this is me not on wine. That's hilarious. <laughs> there was a there was a quote years ago. I don't. I can't credit credit the person who said it because I don't recall. It was like um, sobriety has become my most intoxicated state. The idea that like that <clears throat> that pure pure experience in itself is like a drug. You know, it is very interesting. Um, two nights ago, we went out to dinner, and I had a very heavy meal intentionally. And <laughs> what? I just like how that had sounds. L- lamb I had a, chops. I had, a very I had heavy, lamb chops. I had a very heavy meal intentionally. I like that because I know what you mean. I made I've a ac- conscious decision. I was going to have some meat. I've accidentally had a heavy meal without planning. I know what you mean. Yeah. Sometimes you just do it on the spur of the moment, and you're like, "You've had lamb chops in years, Why did have I you?" Eat- <laughs> no, actually, I had them the week before oh. too. <laughs> huh, an aristocrat. <laughs> well, it's like you know the vitamin B and the and it's not the vitamin, healthy fat. Is it vitamin? I, is it vitamin B for bad? <laughs> oh, great! Thank you. <laughs> okay. And now a word knew, from our sponsor. <laughs> I, I knew. I knew. The what Lamb I was Association. Up. I knew. Oh my! My mic cover matches your socks this week. <laughs> now you had to stand on your hands so people can see them. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. A little neon uh, So I had decided I was going to have a drink. We were Your favorite flavor, dinner. cherry red? We went to Vito's, and I had lamb chops, and I had a Cosmo, and I haven't had any so alcohol. So Cosmo says you're fat. Well, I ain't down with that. That's a Sir Mix-A-Lot lyric from Baby Got Back. It's what? From a what? Sir Mix-A-Lot lyric from Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. Baby remember got that song? Back. It's little in the middle with an itty bitty waist. Baby got okay. Sorry, (laughs) you could do side bends or sit ups. I don't. I don't finish a sentence. This lyric. You can do side bends or sit ups, but you could do side bends or sit ups. But please don't. I really don't know. You could do side bends or sit ups, but please don't lose that. 
You could do side bends or sit-ups, but please don't lose that. You know, I'm always ready to jump in. I, okay. It's just not there. So, sorry, your favorite flavor, cherry red. <laughs> I'm not stoned today either, by the way. <laughs> I'm just having a weird day. So, yeah, that's kind of what I think I'm wor working toward. And I had the Cosmo, and it was interesting because I didn't drink it right away. And then I was eating, and I realized, like, the drink was on the table. And I'm not shy. I'm okay mm. saying, take it away. I don't want it. Or just not drinking it. I didn't feel obligated because I had ordered it. And I drank it, and I drank it slowly, and I liked it. I'm very comfortable, and I feel more like, oh, I don't know. I feel, I do know. I feel more aware. Yeah. But this might have happened if, even if I were having a glass of wine. Yeah, but I think you're... I think that the part of it is that I understand and I comprehend and I realize and I feel that this is, I've, I've never been in this place before. This is not what it used to be like. So many things are different on so many levels and I'm being intentional. I'm, cultivating my intentionality nice and my awareness and i'm following my own advice i read that one of the things that would be healthy to do at this time is to take some time each day and and do nothing just sit and think just it's not like meditating where you shoo away the thoughts sit and think whatever comes into your mind contemplate it think about it and i'm feeling more can I'm feeling more connected to the ground when you said things are just kind of right there I feel more and you're looking for the word I was about to ask you do you feel like your feet are closer to the ground that's the impression I was getting from you and I know that experience um I've had it like on after during and after juice cleanses first time I came went to Israel I came back and I felt like I was just walking closer onto the ground and times that I have taken you know off of, of herb or, or booze I've definitely felt that version of that so i know exactly what you mean you feel like you're just standing there there's no such thing now as routine even if i i actually yeah. put a routine on my calendar there's certain exercises i do as soon as i get up otherwise who knows if i'll get to them and then i have things that i want to do and i don't get to everything but i have somewhat of a it's a little loosey-goosey but somewhat of a routine and Nothing feels like it did before. Nothing feels like it did before. And there's so many things going on that are intense. I'm trying to avoid them. But when I pay attention to them online on the news, they feel very real and of the moment. And I sometimes I, I'm easily distracted. But when I'm thinking about listening to something and contemplating it i'm not getting distracted i'm very on point so that's interesting mm. i'm just having this interesting personal experience and nothing that has gone before in my life feels like this i was going to say has prepared me for this but mm. probably everything that has gone before in my life has prepared me for this and right now time has slowed down Whereas before it was helter-skelter, for me right now it has slowed down. And I really like that. That's wonderful. huh? And also I'm trying to 
create my future by visualizing and focusing on what I want to be, not what I'm scared of, not what I want to be afraid of, not, not, not the things. I'm focusing on how I imagine society and the world in the future, not thinking that I'm going to create it in reality totally, but it's so much more more better. It's so much more better than reading what's going on every day and then reacting and getting scared. I'm just tired of it. I I can relate to so much of this and I have also have been experiencing this feeling of like all the things before have led up to now and not in any sort of main or major event but just in like no rules and I can do whatever I want. This is like happening and then later it will be over so what's the distance between now and there and what happened behind that's useless like i have a an ex-friend i guess you could say um you know this person and it's just difficult nay impossible to have a relationship with him otherwise without being dangerous or opening myself up to yes um emotional and and frankly i think physical harm and so i was speaking to our mutual friend um about this ex-friend and I said, you know, I've been having like dreams about him again out of nowhere to the point where my like impulse is like, oh, I should reach out. This means something. The significance of thinking about him is that there's an action to be taken. And I've been thinking it out and I'm like, and I was expressing this to her. I was like, I, I just know I shouldn't reach out, but my feeling is that I should. And I'm not sure how much of that is like self-serving for me or how much of that's like old behaviors or models. The, which part? The not reaching The desire out? to reach out and to, the desire to connect the thinking about him with doing something about it. Right? Yes? You're getting that feeling because he's reaching out to you. And I'm denying it. Yes. Out of safety. And that's, you have to do what's good for you and your health. But the reason that you're feeling that is that he's reaching out, hoping that you'll contact him. I don't disagree with that. I, um, and there were two things that came out of this, that conversation that I found extremely valuable. One's like very beautiful and one's very real, but, but stark. And that's the, the beautiful one is that instead of like, picturing the worst case scenarios and thinking about visualizing what I think is going to happen. I mean, it's a person who's threatened certain self-harm at certain times and certain dates. So it's coming up because of real data. But he's not reached out to you to help him at that time. Correct. Okay. I just don't want anybody listening to think that somebody in need reached out and Thank you turned you. them down because I, never... I know the situation yes. and I know that's not what yes. happened. You just became aware of it at times after. I, thank you for that clarification. And I've been there for this person one million times and I and it just, I, ha- I was giving up too much of myself by doing so and it wasn't that I expected something back but what I was getting back was actually painful and damaging and, and hurtful and difficult. So there was no equity or interest and it's very difficult. I've worked on it for years of what this relationship can and can't be. And so one of the things that hopefulness was like, instead of picturing these doomsday scenarios playing out, I could picture the best hopeful version of him that I have in my mind and sort of send that feeling, feel that feeling 
Which is something I'm describing praying, right? You know, sending out, focusing some energy on, on a positive visualization that I'm still not reaching out to do anything about, but knowing that the energy I've put out there isn't, oh, woe is he. The energy is like, oh, I hope that you can have this like good experience. You're sharing with him in some way, not knowing if it lands or not, but you're sharing you're sharing yeah. with him and you're including him, him in your good thoughts. Um, sometimes people pray literally for, for relief from something or illness yeah. and actually ask for something. Um, you're trying to not ask for something. You're trying to put out something to help somebody else. I think, I'm not saying that's not praying. I'm no expert on this. At oh, all. I think we're talking about vocabulary differences at this point. Mm-hmm. It's focusing energy and visualization and hope and love. It's love. Love is love. And then the other piece that I sort of came away from this conversation with our mutual friend was, who happens to be a therapist, was um, I was saying, like, I just don't want to get that call and feel like there was something I could have done prior to that moment. And she and I have been through it with him for decades. And she said quite astutely and, and starkly, unless something tragic happens to you or me, you will get that call at some point in your life. From about him? Unless something... Well, unless God forbid I'm not here to receive that call. The way that this will play out is that call will occur. Good for her. And, I and was she's like, aware of it too. It's, it's, it'll be the same call for her. It'll you be both know. It'll be the same difficult moment. And I was at first like, oh, that's so. That's so like you don't know the future. And then I realized like, no, that's her saying she doesn't know the future, unless something like this is the path, and unless this person does something to get off the path himself, and it can't be with my help because I've tried everything I could possibly try, that one day it will end badly, and I will get that phone call unless I'm not around to receive that phone call. Well, the best case scenario is that he seeks help for himself, gets that help in ways that no one and, else but him you, could provide. It never happens. That I've tried, a million people have tried. Uh, yeah. And, and, and barring that best case scenario, the likely scenario is that we will get this phone call at some point, and it sucks. It's very likely that... No, it's very possible. It's very possible that his story may not... His story may end badly. Um, for him, I imagine he's he's traveling through life with this this burden of his experience. Anyway, I think that's right. This is this is the way it is for him. This is the way he is. This is the way. And you will maybe get that call. The point is that it may not end well for him. I presume that it won't. That's my point. Yes. However, I don't give up hope or be like negative about it. It's just like it's the likely outcome based on the data. I think that's true. And and to my point of view, it's not about giving up hope or or wanting to help and being unable because he won't receive it. It's about life is so unpredictable. That even the things that we follow for a long time and forecast may not go that way. Yeah. But I yeah. don't disagree with you. I think that y- you you will get that call. And it's funny. It's not funny, but it's. Uh, I guess it's all part and parcel of what we've all gone through. Um, it's occurred to me lately that 
my generation, my point in time in life, I'll be getting lots of calls over the next lots of years. And I think our thinking about that is a gift to ourselves so that we realize, you know, one day at a time and these things will happen. And, and then who knows what? Yeah. It's acceptance. We're describing accepting our lives, having hopes, dreams, goals, working towards something, but also accepting that this, this is it. And it's up to each of us and can't go back or really in the, it's just like, I don't know. It's helping. I do know it's helping to solidify more of a concrete concept of what between here and there is, even though I don't know what there will be. And those factors are unknown. And like you, to your point and legit, anything is possible uh, in a way that I think has been a, stumbling block for me for a long time with the idea of timelines i think that's human nature i think that's human nature and i think i have specific things for me that mess with my conception of timelines hopefulness for david's abilities being one of them right it was like he's not gonna live okay he'll live but he won't sit up okay he'll sit up but he won't talk okay he'll talk but he won't use words okay well and it was like, and you were just like, no, I do not accept that. And <laughs> and David has done all those things and more. So like growing up, it was like, well, if the doctors were wrong about that and he is taking himself to the bathroom and making jokes, sometimes that's two separate thoughts, but I guess it could be the same thing sometimes. What else is possible? Maybe he will get married and have kids. So the idea of like later had to stay amorphous, vague, amoebic sort of gray murky where i could fill it in with literally anything just anything and then you know it just i think i think that i'm not pointing fingers at david or blaming anything or anyone i just feel that i uh my concept of time was dramatically impacted negatively because of the high level of hopefulness that i have it's interesting because You know, I many times in my life I wrote. I sat down at the computer <clears throat> and wrote things. Didn't plan to have a book, but there's a couple chapters of a book there. And somebody said to me last week, you know, you should really write a book about raising David. And I said, well, I started notes, but after a while I stopped. And I'm, I don't remember all those details, but I wrote a song about that that was part of an idea for a show. I don't know about you writing songs. Well, I never shared it with anybody, but it was about, so when David was, before he was a teenager, after he was an infant, at some point, David, um, I wanted David to have a new evaluation because I did always want more. And um, the experience was that I could share with a number of different doctors and people things that were surprising to them. And I wanted to take David to um, Shriners Hospital, which is wonderful. They do wonderful work. They don't charge anybody. And uh, they're very well known for their work with children. I don't know today what their situation is. And Uncle Jack was a Shriner 
Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack was a Shriner. He belonged to the Masonic Temple. And because he was a Shriner, he could get an appointment right away for David and there would be no charges. But I thought it didn't cost anything. It, there was a reason. He was very proud and very happy. And it, it was something he felt he could do to help. Where, what, what could he possibly do to help? Um, he was over one day and he was watching me take care of David and you. Of course, you were not hard to take care of. And he said to me, you work so hard for someone so young. And I guess I wow. was probably 27. And I said, you know, Uncle Jack, I haven't felt young for a very long time. Mm. So he wanted us to go take David to Shriners and he got the paperwork. And I felt it's for orthopedic, you know, to see an orthopedic doctor. Um, and I filled out the paperwork and then I got to the last page and it was a, a photo release and it said, if you come to Shriners, you must give permission for us to photograph your child. And I called and I said, there's no end date on this. It wasn't his photograph. It was photograph and, and use, like perpetual use yeah, of that. Yeah, like a marketing poster child. Like literally poster child. Yeah, marketing So materials. here I've got this kid who's, I don't know, seven, eight years old. And together we're achieving things year after year that helped him be independent and helped him feel better about himself and helped everybody. And I thought that, I don't know, maybe he'll be able to do more things when he grows up than people think he can do. And I said to Uncle Jack, I can't take him to Shriners and he was very upset and I said they want me to sign a photo release that they can use his picture he said so what's wrong with that I said I just imagine him being like 25 years old or 30 and not being as handicapped and seeing himself on a poster I don't have the right to do this even if I wanted to I don't have the right to do this to him and it, it I don't know if People will understand the logic or the feeling, but I honor David as a person, and I that's not the story I wanted told for David. And I know that story <clears throat> not quite that way, and it's the same feeling I'm describing. Like, we just don't know what the future will be at that time for David. Therefore, for me, it was like, I don't know what the future will be for anything. So anything's possible. So but things it's like also good things. It is, but it's also like, you know, it's also, wow, I escaped that bullet. Whoa. And I was really, you know, but it really worked out well. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it good and bad all of our lives. Yes, that's true. That's true. Do you have any re regrets around the Shriners opportunity? Not only do I not have regrets, I still feel I had no choice. This was my moral obligation to my son. Would they have used him as a poster child? I don't know. I had no. I was. I was giving up it his probably. control. Was I, I didn't think it was good-looking dude, and he did well. So, no, I don't have any regrets. Good. And I honor that Uncle Jack was trying to be helpful and so proud of it. He, it was. And, and I'm sorry that I couldn't give it to him, but it wasn't mine to give. I'm very clear on this stuff. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I thought he would grow up and he might get married. Yeah. And he did grow up, but he he's not married. And and is the uh, high school, I can't even say girlfriend, but there was, a, there was a lady who was crazy about him and 
David wasn't wasn't interested. He used to say, "I don't I don't want to go to the dance with her. I want to date." Reg, no, which word did he use? She's in a wheelchair. I want to date regular. Girls. I want to date regular girls. And some of us set our sights on things that really aren't realistic. That's that's nothing against us. She's married now. No, she's not. She's not married? No, she just refers to him as her husband. I didn't know that. And she and I are still good friends. We speak every month. She's 40, you know. They're not married? You know, she's in her 40s. She's probably 45. I think she's a little younger than David. They're not actually married? No. I didn't know this. That changes. Well, I don't think so. I could call her mother and ask. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But we we talk we talk every month. I love it. She, she instant. She's the one that reaches out. It's great. It's wonderful. Hmm. And she calls. She still calls you Ricky Sorkin. How's Ricky Sorkin? <laughs> Tell Ricky Sorkin to call me. Yeah, she's one of like two, three people. David being the oh, other, yeah. and my uncle. Does David still call you Ricky? Like, when he gets like when I when I when I prod him to try to. Like, push him to when like you nudge him when i nudge him you're like ricky that's the only time it really and my comes brother out. calls you ricky yeah and manowar oh manowar calls you ricky the last time we saw him he did he used to, he used to do that um i need to go back to an earlier topic and say that um not drinking i don't know what your choices leading up to that were i commend you for it whatever they are uh in addition to like the social and ceremonial and like habit ways it's also it's also an addictive thing so for you just to like choose to not for 10 days is something that um is wonderful and i commend your power i know you're brushing it off but it's there are people who don't speak to me and it didn't call to me but there are people who don't have the power and i ordered i ordered from bevmo because joel had no mayomi oh my gosh and he doesn't drink a lot he likes mayomi sometimes at dinner maybe it's good he doesn't he doesn't day drink which i never did understand not day drinking i, mean, I didn't drink my whole life but once i learned to drink wine it was like <laughs> i don't understand not day drinking either so i ordered and i ordered white wine which is what i drink and i left in the refrigerator a bottle of wine with a little in it and the cap in it yeah because that was the wine that i had whenever and the next day i said yeah i don't really want to drink it feels good to say, I just want to feel 100% like me for a yeah. while and see where this goes. Nice. And I, I'm telling you, I had a Cosmo at dinner two nights ago, and I didn't tell anybody I stopped drinking. I didn't say to anybody I'm never drinking again. But you didn't finish it, so you just sort of sipped on it and left it there, or you had, you had the whole thing? No, I had the whole thing. It was oh, delicious. Okay, so it's not like you're not drinking. You're just not drinking the same way. I didn't drink for nine or ten, day, uh, ten days, and we went out ago. to dinner, and I decided to have a Cosmo. I think my main concern, well, it's not a healthy habit. I think my main concern was that um, I didn't want to be drinking at various times. It's one thing to go out to dinner with people and have a glass of wine. I just I just felt like not doing it anymore. No, I feel you. And I'm saying that I commend you for just making Thank those you. choices in your mind and then doing them with your body. That's not something everyone has the ability to do. So I want to name that and also... Out of respect to people who do struggle with wanting to stop and can't. And I also am conscious that, like, you know, we're a month and a half or so from being on lockdown and in the desert with a full bar. 
and I guess more time on my hands. I think a little more time on your hands too. And so I think it's a nice um, and understandable. Wait, hold on. Corollary between new phases. So we didn't <gasps> we didn't see each oh, other. Oh, you have white sneakers on too. I didn't I mean, even realize we didn't that. Talk, we didn't talk about any of this. I showed up I here. I have oh cool socks. We're both wearing tie dye, which has never happened. We're both wearing blue jeans. Okay, listen. I, I don't want to. Um, and we're both wearing white shoes. Wait, I don't want to blow up your spot. Mine. But, but if you stand up, oh, they can't see it. What do you want to do? I want to show everyone that I have on, not just blue jeans, but they're bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Oh, 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 Jesus, really nice out. Okay. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Aren't they cute? <laughs> they're from the gaps. <laughs> they're they're new. It's the first pair of jeans I managed to buy for years, and I bought them online because I, you know, we were in lockdown. It's very cute. Anyway, oh, but we both have white sneakers on, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, we're we're dressed alike, is what that's called. I almost wore a white sneaker that looks just like this, but I hadn't worn these for a while, so I I don't see a name brand on your sneaker. No, no, you don't. Okay. Okay. They're, they're acne if acne wants to sponsor us <laughs> you would love that <laughs> there you go <laughs> um and we right. both have and we both have sweatshirts with their hoodies we both have hoodies let's finish hoodied come on what finish, finish with i i just let me see if my hair is dry okay i don't know if i've ever had the hoodie up we're gonna sign off hoodied this is our hoodie goodbye I love oh, you. I love you. I'm really um, grateful that we have the relationship that we do. And that we've been through so much together. And we go through so many things together. Me too. And um, I'm excited and full of joy and love to go through more things together. Jeez, that's delightful. I want to close on this. Um, we're taping this on Friday, June, probably the 25th. That doesn't sound right, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's the 25th. That's right. And the last thing I read online when I looked at the news. Yeah, I saw it too. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> the UFOs? You saw it about the UFOs? I saw it. I was I like, go, oh, here we go again. Do not not bring, the UFOs. Do I not, told them I don't want to go to Mars. Do not bring it up. Do not bring I it up. I can't believe you. I've been holding it here in my head for the last 45 minutes. I'm like, don't mention the aliens. Don't mention the aliens. I love you. How about if aliens <laughs> did come down to America, they said, take us to your leader. <laughs> Who would we 15% of the country would say the wrong person. <laughs> All right, I love you. Don't forget to call your mother. Good luck. Thank you, you too. <laughs> Doesn't it seem?